Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Well, welcome back to another episode of 5 Minutes in Church History. Last week, we were celebrating the Reformation. And I don't know about you, but it's such a great event. Why just limit ourselves to one week? So let's go back and spend some more time with the Reformation. This week, we're going to be looking at a lady by the name of Wibrandis Rosenblatt. Now, she has come to be called the Bride of the Reformation. And she was German-speaking, so in German, we would call her the Reformation Frau. Now, I told you her name was Wibrandis Rosenblatt. That was only her maiden name. Are you ready for this? Here comes her name. Wibrandis Rosenblatt, Keller, Echolampadius, Capito, Bootser. Wibrandis so loved the Reformation that she was actually married to it. She had four husbands, all of whom were significant reformers, and all of whom died. Wibrandis lived in the town of Basel, and her first husband was Ludwig Keller. Together, they had one child, a daughter, but by the time that Wibrandis was 22 years old, her young husband, Ludwig Keller, who was a rising star there at the University of Basel and in the Reformation, died. She was left as a widow at the age of 22. She then married Johannes Echolampadius. Now that's a name for you. In Latin, Echolampadius means house lamp. And he was one of the reformers also at Basel. A significant figure, in fact, it was Echolampadius who did work on the Old Testament, work on Hebrew. Martin Luther talked about how he owed to Echolampadius his understanding of Hebrew and looked to Echolampadius to teach him how to best interpret the Old Testament. So this is a rather significant figure. She marries him. They have one son together, and they name him Eusebius after the early church historian. So they have this son, Eusebius Echolampadius. That's quite a name, isn't it? Well, after four years of marriage, Johannes Echolampadius dies, and Wibrandis is once again a widow. She marries Wolfgang Capito, and he lives in Strasbourg. So she moves to Strasbourg with her two children, and then the plague came to that city. The plague first took the life of young Eusebius Echolampadius, and then she and Capito had two children of their own, and the plague took the lives of those two children, and then the plague took her husband, Capito. Once again, Wibrandis found herself a widow. She then married Martin Bootser. Now, Martin Bootser was the great reformer at the city of Strasbourg. But by the time we get into the late 1540s, early 1550s, the situation in the atmosphere in Strasbourg wasn't quite as good as it had been in the previous decades. The reformers were feeling a little bit of pressure. Meanwhile, over in England, Edward VI is on the throne, and the Reformation is taking great strides in Britain. So Martin Bootser receives an invitation to go to Cambridge to be a professor there and also to pastor at a church there. And from there, he would have the ability to influence all of these young students as they took the Reformation and spread it throughout the United Kingdom. So Martin Bootser and Wibrandis and the children move across to England and take up residence there at Cambridge. But just after two short years in Cambridge, Martin Bootser dies and Wibrandis once again finds herself a widow for the fourth time. She takes her children, she moves back to her home there in Basel, and she lives out the rest of her life. 
So, Wibrandis, Rosenblatt, Keller, Echolampadius, Capito, Bootser, the Reformation Frau. In this life, we see a woman who saw the death of her husbands, the death of her children. We see her persevering through all of these struggles. We see her supporting these great men who made significant impact, not only in these cities, but also in the Reformation as a whole. Sometimes we think of our Reformers as these figures who write these great books and present these great ideas. And we also forget that they're family men who had wives and who had children. And so we need to remember the wives and we need to remember the Reformation Frau, the bride of the Reformation. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History. 